What is up, everybody? This is another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual. I'm the host, Brandon, aka B Weezy. And I'm Gerard, too legit to quit. I'm Drew, aka the name, and I don't ever rhyme these days. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to th- look, and I was up all night. There's a lot of pressure thinking of this, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I look so forward to seeing what y'all come up with. That was Gerard, that was, that was nice and, you know, nice and simple. Yeah. Drew, you you let me down, man. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, you know, stop what you're doing right now. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Actually, have you know a link tree, all links in one place. Shout out to Gerard. Also, leave us reviews, man. Shout us out, tag us, let us know if you've listened to the show and what you really think. We love all feedback. Recommend us to your friends. You know, let us know who's your favorite host. I know it's me. <laughs> We got any so, shout outs? He won't let us. Hey. Huh? Huh? Y'all, y'all were going to let me skate past that? That's cool. Uh, we have any shout outs this week? I got one. Let's hear it. Uh, my boy, Phil Doherty, uh, for giving us that amazing feedback early in the week and being a great listener. He says he listens at night. It's a great way to help him relax and just learn some new shit. So we appreciate the listen. Man, facts. Gerard, you got any shout outs? It's been a while since you had a shout out, man. Nah, man. Nope. Oh, shocker. Uh, <laughs> I got some shout outs, though. Consistent. You know, Back to our old ways. <laughs> so I want to shout out my cousin Trey, man. He he gave us a listen. He said he really rocked with it. Uh, he's a big Rick Ross fan. So he said that y'all was on point when it came to Port of Miami 2, I want to say, with that being trash. Uh, but he said, you know, when it comes to the, the uh, you know, putting the, album together is usually fire and he didn't know that a new album was coming out so he's excited for that um i actually want to share a story i don't know if he wanted me to share this or not it's not really that embarrassing but uh he kept singing he, he's been helping me with some work in the house so he kept singing sarah smile i'm like bro i think he I think he said he's like 23 right so i'm teasing him. i'm like bro you don't even know who sings that song he's like nah i don't but it's on the boondocks though and i, I that's my favorite show <laughs> so I guess it was the episode uh, where Usher took old girl, old girl or old dude's wife, right? And I guess he started singing Sarah Smile. So my cousin Trey never actually heard the Hall & Notes version of Sarah Smile. He only know, knew it from the Boondocks. So I'm like, man, wow. <laughs> let me put you on game. So I played Sarah Smile. I played, you know, your kisses on my list. I played... Uh, All the like all the classics, man. It was a dope bonding moment. But yeah, I had no idea that you know young people would only know that song from the Boondocks. So that was pretty cool, man. That was, that was a nice little moment. What Look episode? You teaching was it? the youth. Look at you. Thank you, Drod. It was the episode <laughs> where Usher took Tom's girl. Uh, I can't. I can't think I of that. remember that one. Yeah, he was he was he was he was dancing, styling on him like his bodyguards beat Tom down. Like it, it, oh, was, it was a bad episode for him, man. But yeah, he and Tom was up. singing in the house crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a classic episode. You gotta you gotta watch it. Dude. Yeah, I gotta go check it out. But yeah, man, that was a nice little moment, man. It's it's dope to see your younger cousins really not being a young cousin anymore, like going through real life stuff and being able to talk about and relate with each other. So. I've enjoyed spending time with him, man. Um, but yeah, my second shout out goes to my boy Alex Long. Uh, you know, from high school, you know, football player, 
uh, super educated. And I, I reached out to him to see if he wanted to listen to the show. And he listened to it. And he said he really enjoyed it, provided some great feedback. Said he, he you know, he'd be listening to us moving forward. So just wanted to shout out my guy and say, you know, as always, we all appreciate the love. Definitely. So, fellas, what have y'all listened to this week? Drive. I haven't even listened to nothing for real this week. Like, I've listened to the same stuff that's been out. I meant to check out Young Buck's new album, but I ain't get a chance to get to it. Um, but nah, what y'all listen to? Let me let me just start by saying, Dry don't have a shout out. He ain't listen to no new music this week. <laughs> this Dry, week you. What, what? I mean, the preparation you 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 went up. To oh, I'm prepared, just not for the shit you want me to be prepared for. <laughs> okay, so not only so this is the only part that you care about. That's cool. Hey, that's cool. We all got our moments. Uh, Drew, you know, you got anything you listen to this week? I do, and it came came in late last night. Uh, Gerard, you might be proud of me because I'm really digging this G Herbo album. Damn, Bro, I listened to it too. It's yeah. fire. So wait, Drew, me and you listened to 25 and Gerard yeah. didn't. So for this episode, <laughs> am I a sensei and Gerard the casual? You can just edit them out this episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> or, or, here's, here's a great idea, guys. Both y'all can kiss my ass. How about that? What are we talking about? <laughs> I like that one. I don't like that one. <laughs> but, Drew, but Drew, I'm right with you, man. I actually, so this is the first project of G Herbo's I've listened to. Same here. Yeah. Um, so you just you have any notes on it? Because I have some notes. You want what do you what do you want to do with this? I uh let me see real quick. So I just got to the track. I didn't listen to the whole thing yet. I'm halfway through, okay. but I'm at Doughboy right now. Okay. Uh, I think that's track twelve or something like that. Anyways, uh, I'm living. It's it's great. I'm loving it right now. Uh, he gets real personal on it. He definitely does. Uh, I almost feel like the new wave of like young rappers now. Or he's 25, so. He's he's still young yeah. to me, but like I'm noticing with his album and then Polo G, both of them have like maybe 19, 20 tracks, but yep. the album ends up being like only 55, 56 minutes. Right, which is so perfect. We've yeah, we've talked about you know the album length and like how many tracks is correct, but it almost seems like if you're gonna do you know a 19, 20 track album with the way new artists are doing their songs now with like shorter times, it almost it's not as bad to listen to as when you had songs that was like you know three, four, five minutes each, and then going the tw- the twenty tracks. So yeah, that's what uh, Gerard and I were saying uh, a couple episodes ago though about like that Lloyd Banks album. Yeah, that's three three verses three long verses. each. Yeah. yeah, three verses long, three choruses, probably like a little thirty seconds after each track to let the beat ride out and fade out. Mm-hmm. This album, he just keeps going and going right into the next song, eighteen, nineteen tracks, but like two minute long songs you know yeah so was it like um was it like well-rounded or was it still mostly drill was he singing a lot it's, it's not a lot of drill to me yeah it's well-rounded uh yeah. so i'll just go through my notes here so i yeah, really go like in the rain uh and you can't the kid i think his name is loray kid Leroy, yeah. Leroy, really liked his vocals um on that song i thought it was really impressive the song jail time was fire uh, the way he sampled the Atlantic Stars song, Let's Get Closer, I just, like I said, multiple episodes, I'm a sucker when it mm. comes to sampling, especially good classic R&B. Uh, I really enjoyed Whole Hearts. Thought that was nice. He has a track called Two Chains. That's my favorite so far. Really like that one. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed, though, because I feel like if you're going to have a track called Two Chains, you got to have Two Chains on it. But... <laughs> right, right. There's no <laughs> just... D at the end, though. It's an S. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> 
uh drill and loyalty both were nice tracks um and then the song statement towards the end i previously heard that i think that was probably a single but that beat and song still goes really hard so overall like you said drew i came away very impressed you finished it right yeah i finished it um and then i'm encouraged now to go back and listen to some of g herbo's older stuff uh because i know my 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 friend said you know he has really good work so I can I can call myself a fan now after listening to that album. For Same sure. here. I'm impressed. I'm only halfway through. Um, the one I didn't like was track two. It's called "Cry No More" with uh, Polo G and Lil uh, TJ. Somebody I don't I I don't know like names yet like features. Um, whoever the second verse is is god awful on that song. <laughs> <laughs> it is terrible, and it might be G Herbo, and I'm like. He's Gerard, it's one of those verses where he's just like rushing on the beat and like trying to fit in as many words as he can. Yeah, it's really Drew. You you mentioned a good point. So I enjoyed the album, but there's G Herbo raps differently on certain songs. Very so kind of like what I told you guys with like when it comes to Royce, how he kind of like isn't on beat sometimes when he raps, and I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed G Herbo will do that from time to time on some of his verses, and when he does that. I don't enjoy the music or the song as much as when he's just rapping on beat and flowing. So I'm not sure if that if that's just, you know, a, a, a drill rap type thing. I'm I'm not sure if that's what, you know, some of those artists do. But when he does that, I wasn't a fan of that style. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, Gerard, I know you like that drill sound, but it's, yeah, it's I do. a lot yeah, different. Asking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I lied. I did listen to something. So <laughs> Mary oh, J. Gars had the 25th anniversary of her – um. I know it's not hip hop. Major J. Blige. Listen, listen, listen. Major J. Blige had the 25th um, anniversary of her um, My Life album. So I ended up watching the documentary. And then you realize like how much stuff was like used on there, how classic the album is. So I played that. And I think one of your favorite Drake songs sampled a Mary J. Blige song from that album. Okay. I'm gonna play it for uh, you. Way to reel me in. Way to reel yes. me in. <laughs> And I say just this yeah. Mary J. Blige song. So what's that? What's that Mary J. song called? Mary's joint off her okay. My Life album. Nice. So, yeah. It's a lot of stuff. And um Biggie sampled Mary off of that album too. So like hmm. that's a Classic really good album. album. If y'all haven't heard Mary J. Blige's My Life album, check it out. It's amazing. So I've not heard that. And I, I have not. You mentioned Drake. You 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 you're trying to reel me in with it. And I, I I'm respect good with that. It. I'm good with I respect it. that. <laughs> so uh, uh any other new music, Drew? I have a few, but um yeah, what, what did you listen to anything else, Drew? No, no, just the G Herbo. Okay, so um, I definitely listened to the Brent. Is it Fires, Gerard? Yeah, Brent yeah. featuring Drake. Since we've been talking about Drake, wasting time. The the song. Yeah, man, I love it. I love I it, know. and <laughs> I love it, and it makes me mad at the same time because Drake's verse was fire to me. 
And now, as y'all know, I've been saying almost every episode now, it's like, Drake, come on, where, where the album, big dog? Like, <laughs> you, you just keep teasing with these random features and drops. It's like, dog, like, I almost feel like I'm being trolled right now. But I love that song. It just has everything to me. It has the dope Neptune's beat, the good vocals throughout. Like, I just feel like when it comes to a song, you can't ask for much more. I know my nephew told me that it was mid, and I told him oh. that he was tripping. He's so, right. He's you right. Know, you think it's mid, Drew? He's right. No. What did, so what? No. So when, when people say it's mid, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, what didn't you enjoy about it? I like the Drake Park. I didn't like what Brent is that his name? Yeah. I didn't like his part. It didn't do anything for me. Like, what, I guess what were your it's expectations? Just... Like, the the singing was beautiful. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was gonna be a little more uppity song, and it was just didn't. I didn't. I was waiting the whole time for Drake's verse, pretty much. I I'm enjoyed sorry, the B. toxic energy that Brent was releasing on that song because if you waste right. your time, you might as well waste it with me. I, I feel like that's gospel. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like I, I enjoyed that. That that. I, I I enjoyed that and it was a great song and I just want the album now. But yeah, there's certain people that don't like it. So I'm just I just like discussing that, uh kind of seeing why. But uh on the flip side of that, I actually have uh a former teammate in high school football, Lawrence. I mean Drew, you might remember him. Woo-hoo. Um Lawrence, Lawrence Johnson. Yep. LJ. But, yeah, LJ. So he said that the song was straight height. And said that Drake doesn't give people a chance to miss his music. And he feels like Kendrick Lamar goes about doing things the right way. So I disagree with that. And he said, obviously, I'm a heavy Drake fan. But he feels like most admirers of Drake's music can't appreciate his music because he's constantly pushing content. And to him, it's becoming redundant. So he has a point. I was curious, and I thought that you, Drew, would agree with that, which, you know, isn't a shocker, but I feel like most music fans are Drake fans, and to his point, I said, like, Lil Baby right now is probably the hottest rapper out, and nobody's calling him redundant. He's literally on every track at the moment, or I even mentioned Prime Wayne when, like, Rain was was dropping mixtapes. He was doing features. Like, he was everywhere, so I asked him, like, was he a fan of that, and he said uh he feels like it's quality over quantity and he feels like people are going to listen to drake regardless he said little baby came on just came on the scene so it's different he says drake's been out since we were in high school which i think is like 10 11 years now so he said wayne's uh, situation was different too because wayne switched up and evolved his style over the years more like jay to appease and brought his fan base oh little wayne's just too good again he feels like drake has been on the same way for 10 years i disagree with that last line i feel like Drake, whether it's like biting, you know, the the London rapper sounds, whether it's, you know, doing the R&B, whether it's doing rap, uh, doing the Island Boy teams, like, I feel like he switches it up, whether it's slanderable or not, like it hasn't been the same flow to me for the last 10 years. But again, I'm biased. So I just wanted to kind of know what you guys' thoughts were. Drew, I'll let you go first. Because you. You, seem, you seem like you agree with Lawrence's point, so I'm just curious. No, not fully, but to some extent I do. I feel like he's been on the same wave for, like, the last four years now. Like, he was evolving for a while. And like I, I've said this on previous podcasts before, I need him to re, I need him to evolve his sound. And until he does that, I'm not going to fuck with him anymore right now. Like, it's been the same 
same kind of songs, the same kind of release singles for the last four years to me. So that's why I want this album to evolve even further. And if it doesn't, I feel like he's going to slowly fizzle out. He's going to have those hits, singles here and there, but his albums, people aren't going to really mess with anymore. So, Gerard, I want to ask for your opinion before I before I respond, because I'm so, curious. I feel like you could go either way. Yeah, so I he makes points, but I I disagree for the most part because like what what people got to understand like Drake is he's only making that um, critique of Drake because Drake is the biggest artist in the world. Like, but he hasn't been that visible, like you said. Like, Lil Baby is the biggest rapper out right now, but Drake ain't dropped the album in a couple years like Like almost four now yeah so like he ain't really been around that much just because you hear a verse here and there that don't mean he's around but because he's drake he's gonna get mentioned a lot he like a couple verses is not a lot and i agree with drew said as far as like he's been on the same wave for the last four years yeah but like to be like fair for drake no drake album sound the same so you can't say like that's he's my point. Like, he's been doing the same thing for the 10 years. Like you can play a different Drake album and they don't sound nothing alike. Like, like you said, he had the, the island, he had the, the UK drill th- stuff, he had his RB, like he has his vulnerable raps. Um, Drake does mix it up a lot, but I am waiting for him to, like Drew said, like go to the next level, do something else. Like, because he's comfortable he's the right standard now. now. So because you're on the top and you're the standard, you have to pave a new pathway. You can't just um stay maintain where you are where you at you got to keep growing and, and evolving as an artist so and i go to that right but i don't know like i don't i don't think that like i just so what like what i just want to further dive into like what you both have said you want to hear something different like so what's different because you did like the double album for scorpion where but but hear me out one half was literal raps to where the people would say yo drake needs to rap more he gives you basically a full album and then some change of all rapping. Then mm-hmm. for people to say, yo, I like R&B Drake. I just want to hear him sing. The rapping ain't really for me no more. He gave a whole CD of just singing. So it's like, is that not considered switching it up? Like what, what, I guess, what are you guys looking to? Achieve? Well, he's been, yeah, he's been doing that though, B. Yeah, B, like, that's, he's, that's he's been thing. singing and what, he what, just what, put I mean, out more quantity yeah, do you guys want to hear like rock and roll like what is no, the different that's the thing i mean like years. listen kanye was perfect for changing changing the sound of music drake was kind of a little product of that for a while then he made his own sound and it, he, who knows what the next sound is b that's what i'm saying like he's the artist who could further that right. and but he's the artist who could take chances do people not say that a lot of kanye's most recent work where he took said chances were trash some like, do, some don't. Like yeah, y'all, they, they said they said that about heart um uh, 808s and heartbreaks, and yeah, then everybody started singing like them. Okay, not 808s and heartbreaks. We talking about some of the most more recent yeah, stuff. and then they said, that, they said that about Jesus. And yeah, they said Jesus was trash, and now Jesus like, you, you can say something hit. trash, and then it ended up catching a wave, and people start following behind that. Like, I'm not saying Drake should go left field like Kanye West because I don't think he's that type of artist. Like what I'm asking for Drake is more depth. Like, like we know you rap and sing. Where do you go from here? Like, how else can you touch the people? Like, whether it's in your raps, like, or whether it's like the project that you put out. I think that's why he's taking so long with um with um uh, certified lover boy, because I think he like he feels that pressure. Like, if it if he didn't feel that pressure, he wouldn't have done, he wouldn't, he would have just put something out because it wouldn't have mattered. 
so I think he's looking at this as a different way to to transform as an artist. Because if that's the case, if Drake has reached his peak, he might as well stop. That's why I fuck with you, Gerard. So like, what if Jay Z and, and not to attack Gerard, your your personal favorite rapper, but like, what has Jay Z done to quote unquote switch it up versus continuing to just put out the same type of work that made him the goat? So first of all, Jay Z's um like like I said before, first of all, Jay Z's when his albums were just like surface level stuff. So you talk, you rap about cars, money, clothes, women. Mm-hmm. When he released his last album, 444, he was more vulnerable. That showed a different side of Jay, and he was talking about things that's going on in, as far as in the community, as far as black people and, and capitalism. So that's a different part of Jay that you haven't got before. So and, you- and, 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 and this was Jay's first album where he used one producer, no ID. Every other album, he's asking everybody else to get on there. Like It's different things that you can do to switch things up. Are Drake, you asking for Drake to get more political? I'm no, I, I'm not asking for anything in particular. Like I'm just looking for something different. If you're gonna keep rapping about the women that you're dating and how they break their heart, I'm not trying to keep hearing hear, hearing that. You know, like I can't hear about how has being a father changed you. You know what I'm saying? Are the you talked about that on Scorpion. No, he didn't be. Yes, he did. He literally <laughs> no, he did not. He did. Yes, he did. He, he did Drive, not. No. Fatherhood changed him. Gerard, he just I'm said not he was a father. He, 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 no, he had no, the no, line no. about hiding it, Donna. No, he, had no. That. he literally mentioned how he grew up basically criticizing both his mom and dad for not staying together and raising him and judging them for that. And then here he was in the same situation as he raised his son on a co-parenting situation. Yes, he talked about that. Talking about fatherhood. That's talking about the situation. Okay, so when this world, when you that. That's not saying I've been raising my son for this time. This is how it changed me as a person. Drop. That's not saying that. Any other Drake album? No, he he didn't mention. He didn't have kids. You can't. So he mentioned something that he never talked about before. That's not the same thing. It's not like he did a full song. B. He just like he made like a line or two. That's it. I feel like Like, I know what. When the album drops, you'll be like, "Man, this is the same thing," and it's like. Well, it like, probably what? is. I'm right. and that's why, like, that's listen, you're me. biased. You're biased. So you can't not a cop out. That's not a cop out. That is literally a cop out because you can't say I want to hear something different and then not give me one example or two examples of what it is that will be quote unquote different. Because you're not looking for Kanye, but I mean, you're not looking for politics either. So, like, what as listeners want something different? Like, what are you anticipating or wanting to hear? That's what I'm confused on. I'm looking it for like depth. whatever he drops. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking for depth, like like real life living from Drake. Like like I said, Adonis is here. You're raising Adonis now as a single father in this world. How is that changing how you outlook your relationships, like with women? Period. Of raising your son, like how is that changing? You still a bachelor though. What do you expect to be different? Like it ain't like he got married. Like he's so still- what? But it should change your mental. It should change how you view things. Like okay, now my son is here and he's seeing how I interact with people. How is that going to change how I interact with these women? Yeah, maybe like, talk about the future like, too. Is how he going to do things I that I did? Business, like the how I'm building the generation. How is it going to change that? How does it change like my lifestyle now? How does it change that? This is depth. That's what I'm talking about. So if those things are inserted in the album, that's real life living, which which I feel like why it's, it's taking so long to put out the album. New sounds. What is what is new that Forty could thank you? Because now my everybody thing. is sampling. Yeah, Drew, I, so so I, I, want, I want to take a step back, Gerard. I can respect that opinion. I, I I like that you provided stuff, Drew. I feel like if Drake drops a song and it's like a slow track where he's talking about said things, like 
how no, 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 no. But wait, wait, let me finish, Drew. If he mentions, like, yo, you know, instead of rapping, it's more so like in a singing form. He mentions, yo, my son has changed my life. This is how I look at life. You will come on here for sure. I'm like 95% sure and be like, I wasn't feeling that. Like the singing shit, like that don't do anything for me. You want to be tracks. No, no, no. What I want from him is fuck with some new sounds. And him and 40 can cook up some new sounds, I'm sure, to where. No matter, it's like a futuristic beat. Maybe you slow it down in a different way. Maybe, maybe you go faster. Maybe you try a brand new style or something. You know, maybe something you haven't done. Yeah, maybe he does fuck with the rock style for a second. He's gonna maybe, have to because the style that Forty came up with, everybody is using now. Maybe he. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Forty has literally done the new creative like samples, whether it's grabbing a DMX song, Juvenile, like making a slow track, like. They've done that, and you yeah. didn't even do so they're gonna have to keep doing it. Beat. I don't mean you stop. No, no, I, no. I agree, but they've done that, and Drew didn't enjoy those albums with different sounds. No, they didn't sound good. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I mean, Scorpion so, like, how, was. How, so, how, how can you say you want to hear something different and then say you didn't enjoy it because it didn't sound like 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 nothing was the started. same for me? It was a completely new sound to me for him. Like he sounded more mature. His voice was a little deeper then than it was on Take Care and shit like that. He had some new rap styles. Then he went with uh, if you're reading this, where he was just ripping tracks apart, something he didn't really do full lengthwise previously. He had a few. I mean, he had views and shit after that. But then Scorpion to me felt like a step back. It felt like he was just too comfortable. Tried to create this double disc because. For some reason, that's a fad with artists. I don't know why. No, nah, you know he did it because I know why he did said, it. Yeah, everybody said he should. Yeah, you know? and it it was it was too long it was and too they much. didn't. Yeah, yeah it, he could have easily made a fourteen track album that would have been perfect. Perfect. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to find that that perfect new wave. I, I feel like he did exactly what. Well, not exactly, but something similar to what you guys are asking trying to appease what people were looking for. Most it didn't work, though. But most listeners of Drake either want to hear the rapping more or want to hear more singing. So he put out something for both, and now it's like, ah, it's too much. So I almost feel like whatever he drops, I mean, I guess it's the case with most artists, but when you're at the top, it's almost like people are anticipating you to fail. So I kind of feel like some of the expectations, at least for Drew, I don't think anticipating rock and roll as no. a different sound is like, I don't think that's we're just fucking around saying that with Scorpion. Yeah, he tried something new and tried to appease people, but it has to be good at the same time. You can't just throw these tracks together and expect them. Oh, I tried something new. It's automatically good. B, you know, yeah, I feel like that's what you're saying. So like even even if Scorpion didn't work for some people. Right. And he made the double disc. But it was some things on that album that people enjoyed. Like, oh, Drake, you made this song. That worked. This song, you was doing too much. This song, that worked. You know what I'm saying? And then you go on to the next album with that. I don't think Scorpion was awful because I love the rap side. The R&B side was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you didn't need all of that. You know what I'm saying? But I think he made that because people was like, oh, Drake can sing. Drake can rap. You should make a double disc with one side singing, one side um, rapping. But the singing side, he's not very strong at singing. So that that, that side was lackluster because that's not what he's really good at. Yeah. He's really good at rapping. So if you do less singing and just like a minimum amount, you can mask up that like inefficiency by just doing less of it. But he did more of it because that's what the people wanted. Like it's just like a basketball player. Your strong point is shooting like it's going to the rack. But you shoot threes to keep the defense honest. 
You know, oh, sports, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> threes just to get, keep the defense honest. But if you keep shooting threes and you missing them bitches, it's not going to make you go into the rack more effective. <laughs> it's just going to people be like, why the fuck you keep shooting? Why the fuck you keep singing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, Gerard, I like, I like what you said about like his singing's not the best. That's what I'd want to hear too. Maybe push those vocals to the limit of what you can do, you know? He's got so comfortable with his voice. Like he did that, and no, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> still Drew was asking for. He was I don't think he there. did though. It sounded Bro, like normal heard, Drake to have me. Have you heard Grease from DJ Khaled? Yeah, on the on the new album, right? Yeah, he's singing. It's not that good. It's that's my point. You keep that because it's not that good. So that's well, I mean, that's my thing. work with your vocals enough to try to find something new that works. He's Drew, someone's got to hear this bag. I think there's too many yes men around him at this point. Drew, you can't say a person so. isn't a strong singer then say you want to hear him push it to the limit. Like that probably was his limit. You say you yeah. didn't enjoy it, so that's well, probably ain't gonna, what you do. It ain't gonna do it for me then. Yes, man. I think he's. I really think he cares about all this shit. Like I think he cares too much sometimes. So we'll I think see. he's trying. Like, I think he's trying. That's why I don't be beating him on his head like Drew do. Like, I Man. think he, he's not one of them artists that don't try. I think he's trying. But like I said, he's the biggest artist in the world, and this is the responsibility that comes with it. That is you know that is saying? so true. So that's that's, that's a... it. That's it. You can't like you can't like like let him um let him go just because he's Drake B. Like you still have to push him to be the, the greatest. Like I'm not doing I'm not doing that. I don't have Scorpion anywhere near his top albums, but there's I think Scorpion gets a bad rap. I don't think it's as bad as some people portray it to be. I understand, like, you guys have expressed certain stuff when it comes to singing. There are some songs that I skip. There's yeah. some albums of Drake's that I haven't skipped anything. So, like, I get it, but I just feel like if you set expectations out there for an artist that aren't likely to be reached, so when they drop something, it's like, oh, he didn't do this. It's like, well, those expectations weren't likely from the jump. So yeah. I think this is a good conversation. I want to end it by saying uh lj or lawrence actually said he doesn't know too many over early 30s and under 20s that rock with drake heavy in his opinion i strongly disagree with that he's he's a still popular. <laughs> he's still popular as shit yeah so, right like, he still sells a lot of records so <laughs> I disagree with that, but lawrence is a teacher so he said uh the the younger kids he doesn't feel like rock with Drake heavy. He said what they what he hears them mention is Dirk, Juice mm -hmm. World, Trippy Red, uh, Twenty One. But those are like artists, and in, in his mind, he doesn't feel like they, you know, rock with Drake heavy. Oh, I agree. I mean that, but they're they're not supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the new school. They're yeah. Like I, I work with kids all the time too, and they don't mention Drake at all either. But Drake still sells a lot of records. You don't have to appease kids. Kids don't buy shit. What, what the fuck am I going? <laughs> it, just, it just hit me when he said kids ain't rocking with Drake. To me, I'm I I just I had to take a step back. I'm like, man, like like you said, different generations. So like, I assume they rock with NBA Young Boy and Lil Baby, which he agreed to. But like, I guess it just made me feel old. Like being like, damn, like but that's how Drake stays on. He does records with um Lil Baby. He does records right. with. Now he might have a record with Young Boy. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll see who have, the features are on the Get a record one. with Dirk. That's how you stay around. You know. So B, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What's your least favorite Drake album? Oof, man. Uh, see, he doesn't have one, Gerard. That's a great question. <laughs> no, let me, let me, let me, let me see. 
because uh, at first I thought it was Thank Me Later, but then when I go back and listen to that, like now it's even stuff that I relate to more than I did when I first listened to it. So I have a different opinion on that than when I first listened to it. So, I mean, if you're reading this too late, it's a classic. Take Care is my favorite. Enjoy Nothing Was the Same. I have really enjoyed More Life. So See, More Life is technically a mixtape. I don't like, like More Life. I thought it was awful. <laughs> okay. So if I had to pick one of the ones that I didn't enjoy the most, it would have to be either between Scorpion, Views, or Thank Me Later. But like I I wouldn't say I dislike Views. So yeah, maybe Scorpion like it is then. That, that's my yeah. whole point. Maybe Scorpion. But again, like you could do that for any artist. Like that's one of but, what one, two, three, four. He also like he's different as far as how he critiques albums as well. That's so true. Like, that's B, very B, true. As long as B can find songs he likes on the album, he really not gonna say it's bad, unless it's like actually bad. Like B will like <laughs> like, B, like <laughs> if he can find something he can rock to. Like if the album is nineteen tracks and he can find like five of them that he bang. That's a good album to have. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with five out of nineteen. Like, I, I think so. I, I, if you was to give a number, so so uh, dry, you didn't like views. If you was to give a number out of how many tracks you liked out of the total, out of views, ballparking, like again, like I'm, I'm sure you don't have, you know, in your mind, but like, I don't think it would be a ratio of five out of nineteen, would it? Uh, views. Let me look. I like views. Yeah, like I, I enjoy views. Yeah. It probably would. Yeah, I like views. I didn't like uh, more life. That more life, I thought was garbage. It was a mess of a mixtape. And I didn't like views initially because I thought it was too poppy. And then, like after listening, like you hear controller and you hear hotline bling so much, you kind of like I'm sick of this shit. But it's actually <laughs> good, like you know. So after those like wore off from being played out so often, yeah, like. Those Bro. were actually good songs. Right. Outline Bling is a smash hit. Like that's a good song. But day. when you listen to the album, you're like, dog, turn that shit off. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> but then now, if you go back and you listen to, you know, Hotline Bling, it's like you doing emotion with the right. whole t- Like it's a good song, man. You so know what's like, funny, beat? I didn't like Child's Play until the concert, and I thought he was that I'm that that song like perfect in concert. Uh, yeah, like I've always enjoyed Child's I've always Play. Like Child's Play. I'm it's looking good, for more man. life, man. I, I wouldn't. Free Smoke was good. Uh, I mean, if you said No Long Talk wasn't good, that's cool. But Passion Fruit was really way good. Too, way too long. Georgia Interlude was good. Get It Together. Like, this was an album. And if you want to call it a I like that one. Yeah, like, there was different sounds on here, Drew. So, I don't know. I guess it goes back to your point of wanting to hear something different, but they may not always work. Yeah, that's right. fair. I'm, 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 listen, I'm going to give the new one three listens. And then when we I record. Think- I think I'll, I hate it. Give you my honest view. I think I hated more life because of the the UK influence. Man, it was trash. That's what I didn't like. They are before. garbage. Can we do a full episode? Because I, not, I like no long talk and then gigs. Come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's fair. But that's the different sound that you know y'all kind of said that no, y'all hear. Just something about that British rap altogether. No, I can't it, do to it. To your point, B, that's fair. That's fair. That like, is fair. I will give B a point fair. on that. It is a different sound. Y'all <laughs> trash. But, but it's garbage, it like we're saying. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's that's what I, that's all I'm saying. Just throwing it out there. You can ask like for it. Said, you can't go 0 for 50 from the three line and keep shooting them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you asked for it. You asked for a man to shoot free throws. 
He get to the free throw line. He make him be like, "Hey, I'm doing what y'all said. I can't make him what you want from me, man." He'll be so, in the G League soon enough, right? <laughs> well, man, I think that was a great discussion. And shout out to my guy Lawrence. I asked him if he he'd be cool with me talking about it. He said he was. So shout out to him, man. Um, but to wrap up the you know what are we listening to slash new music coming out? Um, I did have another question. So it appears as though dropping a deluxe album days after your regular album is like the new industry move to boost your streams when you're not meeting expectations. Mm-hmm. Have you guys noticed that? And I asked oh, yeah. because the Migos did it when essentially they didn't, I don't think, hit the stream numbers that they anticipated. So I think they saw that Polo G was going to get that number one spot. So then they dropped the deluxe album, but it was only like five days maybe after the original album dropped. And then Doja Cat actually just did the same thing this past week. So I noticed it in trend. I was wondering if y'all noticed that and, and maybe if I was on to something there. Yeah, I noticed that. It's trash. But. They've been dropping deluxe albums, though. I know it's different now, but I know what you're saying is a trend. But, like, they well, used to have, like, store exclusives. And you could buy these tracks from this store, these tracks mm-hmm. from another with the full album, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I guess more, They, I know they've always had deluxe albums, but now it seems like you don't even get like to enjoy the regular album before they right. double back. Not even a week after the album dropped, like here, here's the deluxe album streaming. Yeah. Now it's like, I, I just don't like that trend. So I hope it don't stay they around. But you, you stream it more, like you said, so more streams on the album so that the album sales go up. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. It's, I mean, yeah, there's just a different different marketing tactic now. Like I said before, they dropped three different ones to try and get all the sales at once, and now they're, you know. But I mean, I'm at the point now. I don't even want deluxe tracks anymore. Like, I just really give don't. me your just give me your final product. Turn it in. No extra credit. To be honest, I can't remember last time artists dropped a deluxe, and I'm like, oh, that was cold. Like, I haven't it's, seen one. They don't all. do anything I, anymore. I agree. I really liked that. it when Pop Smoke did it uh, for his album because it was. Instead of new, like completely new songs, it was new verses for songs that was on there that mm. added to the song. That's the only reason I liked it, like because it was um like he had did songs before where like the the song was finished, and then he passed away, and they ended up clearing it before the album drop. So then when after the album drop and they put the deluxe version on, those people had cleared their verses to add on there to uh, I guess like add remixes or whatever. So yeah. that's the only way I like it is if like it's a song we like and we were like, damn, if this if this person get on the remix, that'll be fire. And then that person actually get on the remix and then it's on the deluxe version. Then I think that's dope because that's for the music. That's for the fans. That ain't for to push the numbers up. So, so that's organic. I respect that fully. I think that's a great example. Um, and then I'll wrap up the segment with saying Vince Staples by Vince Staples, an album is dropping July 9th. And I told you guys about that earlier this week. And y'all both were super hyped about that. So I'm going to check that out. I actually don't think I've listened to a Vince, Staple al- Vince Staples album from beginning to end ever. So that'll probably be my first one that I'll be able you to check out. You know I like Summertime 06. Yep. That's my shit. Like, I'll so, send you one right now, B. Yeah, but, Appreciate it, man. Yeah, like Vince Staples, I, I fuck with him. And not only is he like a good rapper, like as a personality, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's hilarious <laughs> no, I, I'm probably I'm more familiar with him as a uh, as a interview guest yeah. or just trolling online. But no, he I, I like his personality a lot. 
Did Gerard that uh his last one, the Big Fish Big Theory, Fish. is the one yeah. I I love that album. Yeah, I like, like nice short and sweet beats, only twelve tracks. Yeah, uh, thirty six minutes long, but man, a lot of content in in a short album. It's awesome. So That's I just dope. sent it in our chat to you. I'll listen to that for homework. And speaking of homework, I'm gonna call y'all because I don't think either one of y'all listened to the Gucci album I told y'all listen to. Nope. You didn't. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay, so I'm go ahead and give both y'all Fs. Sorry, right, you didn't give Royce a full listen. I did. No, you didn't. You said you stopped. And you first of all, this is, this is probably actually this is probably your Bull first time to Drew. I'm no, gonna go no, back to the no. podcast because you said you couldn't get through the whole thing. Yeah, and kiss my ass because I've been. We have it on. We have the audio. Ten homework assignments, and this is the first one, and you ain't do it. So no, I'm we a teacher. Prepared. I'm a teacher. No, I don't you have homework. You a Royce, and I've been doing homework all semester long. No, kiss You're my a ass. student. No, I didn't, no, I didn't no, know the due no. date was today. Huh? I didn't know the due date was today. You didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know. No, no, that ain't flying. I'm. It I'm, ain't going anywhere. But um, yeah, man, I think that was a great discussion. I look forward to the Vince Staples album, and we've been getting some great content to listen to. So yeah, and also listeners, if you guys have albums y'all think we should check out, please be sure to let us know if we haven't listened to it. Mainly me, I'll be sure to, to check it out. Uh, so let's transition, man. We got a, a funny topic we want to discuss that yes. was teased at the end of last episode, which was commonly misheard lyrics. I'm actually about to expose. Uh, you know, my my musical intelligence because there were some lyrics that <laughs> I I didn't either understand or had thought was something else all this time and until this past week or aka today had no idea. So let's get into it. If y'all ready, I'm ready. This is a fun one. Cool, cool. So the first one I have here, I've always thought until I said, like I said, uh Today, actually, Lil wait, Wayne. Wait, wait, wait! You gotta sing it how you think you heard nah, it. No, nah, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm listen to it. So this one I can't sing because <laughs> this one I'm gonna let y'all. We all adults here, so I'm gonna let y'all. You know, y'all figure it out. But Lil Wayne on Steady Mobbing. Yep, I got uh, it. <laughs> you got that one on your oh, list. Oh yeah. Bro? So I won't repeat what I thought it was all these years, but. The actual lyrics are: "I'm at your face like land come." I'm at your face like land come. Our land come. I I I did not know those were the exact lyrics of that line. Lank, what is that? That it's is a, a makeup uh, yeah. product. Oh, right. So <laughs> while you was shaking your head, Gerard, you didn't know and you thought wrong, just like me. Because when I was looking up, I'm like, wait. Did you think he said man though? Yes. Man? Yeah. Okay. Then so my I thought, understanding. I thought he said lamb, like a sheep. Oh. Like no. lamb come. <laughs> I, I I thought all this time oh, that it was man blank and dry. No, you were shaking your head, individual, because I for sure. <laughs> yeah, you were shaking your head when I brought up the song, and here you are on the same boat. So don't judge. Let this be Listen, a lesson. Lil Wayne's dirty years. enough to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said some foul shit before, so I thought that was par for the course. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Let, let, let this be a lesson to listeners. Don't judge people for not knowing lyrics because when I was doing research, there are some ones where I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going to use that because ain't no way in hell somebody thought that. And all this time, I, I definitely thought the Lil Wayne lyrics was something completely different. So, oh, Drew, I'm, I'm glad we both had that one. But well, I didn't think it was women's makeup uh, brands because that was, that was a good one. I had no idea of yeah. what that was before this episode or what the proper lyrics were. So, wow. yeah, mind blown. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one that I have here is uh, Jay Z line from Empire State of Mind. So I thought all this time he said, "If Jesus playing LeBron, I'm playing." If Jesus playing LeBron, I'm playing Dwayne Wade. Uh, never actually made sense to me. I always, I always liked the reference to the NBA players, but I'm like, I just don't understand. But the actual lyrics are, if Jeezy paying LeBron, yeah, I'm paying Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Only because Jeezy had a song called 2423. That's, and that's yep. where it came from. Yep. So, so it just was a whole puzzle that had been connected. Because I always like, I like the references to the NBA players, but I, I don't get it. But like you said, Gerard, he had the song 2324. Comparing sports jerseys to the drug prices, yeah. Brian wore 23, Kobe won 24, mm -hmm. or wore 24 rather. And Jeezy basically was celebrating paying a lower number for his product and going from 24,000 to 23,000. Jay Z lyrics basically state if Jeezy was paying 23 for his, he's only paying 3,000 for his because three was the number of D Wade, and that's basically him saying he's at the top. Jay-Z is a damn liar, okay? That's <laughs> yeah, my favorite rapper, but he a damn liar. He I don't think lie. that price was, was, was realistic, <laughs> but just the way he put that together yeah. and hearing it now, I'm like, okay, that song makes complete sense to me now after all these years. So, mind blown. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just keep going, man. So, the next one I got is TLC Waterfalls, and this isn't one that I'm exposing about hey. myself. Can I share a fun fact about that song? Yes, sir. Did you know, Mariah told me this last week, and I forgot to share it. Did you know CeeLo does backup vocals on that song? Mm -hmm. I did not. I feel like I came across that, but I didn't remember that. Yeah, so nice little I, fun fact. I love that fun fact. Yeah. But apparently there are a lot of people that think the song actually states, don't go Jason Waterfalls, as in a man named Jason. The hell says that? See, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Who the hell says Jason but I pulled up maybe four or five articles, and every single one had Jason Waterfalls, and I just I don't get it. But I can I can let that one pass because that one actually sounds similar. Like I I, I can give it that. That's yeah. fair, I guess. But stupid. Yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> stupid for sure. Uh, the next one I have is Rihanna. We found love. So, uh. The misheard lyric is what it takes to form a line in the song. And then the actual lyric is what it takes to come alive. What it takes to form a So, I mean, I've, I've never thought of it when I sing it. What it takes to form a line. So I get it. They close again. But, you know, that song slap, man. Now I'm sitting here thinking. Thinking about it, that, that shit was fire. But yeah, that, that was one. I, I, I'll let it pass. Uh, the next one I have here is CeeLo Green and Forget You. Uh, the misheard lyric is, I guess he's an expert and I'm an, I'm more attorney. I guess he's an Xbox and I'm more Atari. But the actual lyric was, I guess he's an Xbox and I'm more Atari. Did y'all know that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. That's a good one. That's thank a good you. One. Thank you. I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> what do uh, you think it was? To be honest, I, I I knew that was one of the songs I always like kind of hummed to because I didn't know <laughs> most of the words. So I didn't actually know what the actual lyrics was. I just always enjoyed the song. 
the next one I have here is Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze. So uh, a lot of people apparently think he says, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Which, again, you know. No, kiss the sky. Yeah, baby. and it's excuse me while I kiss the sky. Yeah, so, man, like, again. Highest shit, boy. Like, excuse me as I kiss the sky. That was <laughs> more than You know, it was on a lot of the articles that I found. So, I just had to tell you. <laughs> and then I have two more. First so, of all, time out. <laughs> if you got to tell you, excuse me while I kiss the sky, you know he getting hired and, like. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that's facts. Those that's LSD me. bandanas, man. All the way up until the end, man. RP Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. So the <laughs> <laughs> So the next one I have here is Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Uh so a lot of people think it says it doesn't make a difference if we are naked or not. And obviously, make to it. me, the correct lyrics is it doesn't make a difference if we make it or yeah. not. Come on, these so, are easy. <laughs> but make it and make it, you get it. Like, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And then the last one is near and dear to my heart. Oh, my and God. If I got to die on this hill, oh I will. You're you, you ready. to die on that hill. Is it Frank Ocean, <laughs> B? Is it Frank Ocean? Oh it is not. No, it is no, not. Oh, you ain't going to share that one, are you? Nah, this one uh -huh. this is near and dear to my heart. This one is Lloyd featuring oh Little Wayne U. <laughs> and on the hook, Lloyd clearly states she's 5'2". Because he's in the club and he's looking around. And, and he got a and so he he's a little shorty. I get it. He's like a little oh, yeah. shorty. Talk to me, Drew. Because you know, <laughs> all my guys, you know, have a height preference. He saw the girl that was 5'2". But was like, nah, because I want you. What? That like, doesn't make sense, bro. Um, there's some people out there like Gerard that think he said fine too. And that makes sense. That will make the decision harder. If you got a girl and it's another girl you meet in the club and she fine too, you got to make that decision like, hey, listen. But you in the club, you know, it's hard to see sometimes. You got people that are short. If it's tall. hard to see, I know you can't measure somebody's height. She's she she fine too. <laughs> But I want you. That's what he's saying. <laughs> and I dug and did research because Lloyd actually said in the interview that he's always asked about this line. And it's whatever you want it to be because that's what music is all about. See, he just so gave you. Lloyd for confirming that. Right, I'm right. He just gave you the ammunition to just say, all right. All right, all right. Girl, bye, too. <laughs> bye, too. But, hey, baby, I want you. Hey, I just looked up too. He's five nine, so he can see down a little bit. Hey, talk to me, Drew. That's all I'm saying. I hate both man. of y'all. Hate... I'm saying, Drew, it's time to wake up, my brother. You've been sleeping far too long. I Isn't that how we made this topic man. from that one? We were talking about it one night. Yeah, that's exactly this. how this topic yeah. came up. Like, Drew, <laughs> how many do you have? I don't have nearly as many as D. Go ahead. <sighs> You really didn't prepare this week. Oh, tell me, Drew, what, that's what, I'm what saying, part? Man. What part of the podcast are you gonna have some content? <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here getting assists. I'm passing man. the bar. I don't need to get a bucket. Go ahead. Okay. I've always thought Destiny's Child said, "Ladies leave the drugs at home and jumping." I don't know why. <laughs> 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 Ladies leave the drugs at home. <laughs> 
We uh, you want to keep this part, Drew, or you you want me to edit? This? No, no, no. I want you to play it. I want you to edit the song in, <laughs> bro. You have to use this as a clip. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what? Hey. Who did you think Beyonce was? <laughs> Who did you think they was hanging with? Bro, they were going to the club. There's drugs in the club. Oh man! Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all never seen people on drugs in a club? Oh, man. Why would they leave them at home, Drew? <laughs> Ladies need the drugs. Because they're going out for some clean fun, Gerard. Jesus. Clean fun. All right. Jesus. Oh, I just spit water all over my laptop. Oh, my. <laughs> B. All right. Is it appropriate to say that Frank Ocean won on this no, podcast? No, 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 no. Say say no, because my mom listen. No, you gotta, leave, you gotta leave that out. Yeah, your mom's gonna know you got a dirty mind. <laughs> no, nah, go ahead, leave that one out. No, I got one. She already know from the first one he got a dirty mind. <laughs> What's the first episode? That Lil Wayne. Oh, but I didn't say lyric. <laughs> oh, What's the song? What do you mean? I start my day up on the roof. <laughs> I'm not saying it, so I'm going to deny, 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 too. B used to think he said something else about doing a sexual activity on the roof. <laughs> it's super rich kids off of Channel Orange. I know. <laughs> I just yep. need to move on. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to say it one more time. Oh, man. I start my day up on the roof. She blank my blank up on the roof. That's all I'll say. Start my day up on the roof. Start my day up on the roof. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Leave the imagination. Yeah. All right. Now you guys are going to say. You play that shit back in your head. I can see what you She blanks my blank up on the roof. Start my day up on the roof. <laughs> he is wild. <laughs> All right. You guys oh, are really going to think I'm on drugs for this one. Oh. You ready? Hey, it can't get no worse than the, than the Destiny's Child one, man. Let's child, go. Yeah. I'm going to play the clip for you. It's, uh, it's B.O.B. by Outcast. And the correct lyric is Power Music Electric Revival. I thought I never, I never thought that right? was a lyric. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was something spiritual to hold to be right? honest with you. Like I thought it was, I can't remember what I thought the lyrics were, but like a chant or something, right? Yeah. It, so what I used to think they said, "Hey, he, oh no, there go the five o." And it's it's, it just I don't know, but it's power, music, electric revival. Never it's heard weird, of right? Revival ever. So never until you actually <laughs> until you actually listen to the song, you can hear it. Once you know what the lyrics are, it's crazy. That one's like a Mandela effect for that some people. Yeah. So that's the trippy one I got. And that's the last one I got. No, that's a, that's a great way to end that okay. segment. And and thank you for it. So I'm not on drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not for that one. No, beyond okay. Destiny Child, maybe. Oh, for sure. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, man.
I'm trying to give the people some comedy. Oh my goodness, my little freaking cheek hurt <laughs> laughing so much. Man, that's that's crazy. That yeah, man. If uh you listen to this and you have any commonly misheard lyrics that you didn't know that you want to provide, please let us know. We would we love to hear it. Oh man, so let's get into a topic that Gerard is well prepared for finally. Mm-hmm. Wow. But we also teased at the end of last episode that we would be doing a deep dive on ski beats. Uh, so there's been a lot of people actually since we, you know, we kind of hinted at it a few episodes, but that weren't familiar with some of his work. So uh, I'm, I'm, I learned a lot about ski beats, and mainly he's a producer that doesn't enjoy or doesn't care about being in the limelight. Like mm-hmm. he's super chill. Like you know, finding interviews was actually kind of. I don't want to say difficult, but it was a challenge. Uh, so I just have a few fun facts here. But Jarrah, you're going to quarterback this man. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear what you got. But the main things that I found out about him that our listeners probably don't know is one, he's originally from Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. I know a lot of times he's associated to New York, but he moved there later. But he did originally, you know, born in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, then I also found out that he started off as a rapper. And was in the group, the the uh, Busy Boys. Um, and because of the group, he actually uh, had the producer quit. So that's how he figured out, you know, essentially he had to figure out how to do stuff himself or himself rather because his producer left. Uh, he said he was inspired by Rhythm Fanatic, Primo, Clark Kent, to name a few. Uh, and then it may have been a joke, but he actually said in an interview that he quit rapping when he heard Jay-Z rap. Uh, and that's when he learned he just wanted to make beats, which <laughs> is probably the best compliment you could get as a rapper when it comes to Jay-Z. Uh, but Dame Dash was his manager, and he's on record saying the Dame Dash that we have now, the arrogant, cocky, all of that, was the same Dame Dash way back when. He's always yeah. had the same attitude, which I kind of, you know, had assumed, but it's cool to hear somebody that knew him, you know, kind of, quote-unquote, before he made it. Um but Dame was the person to introduce him to Currency. And then just to name a few of the artists that he's worked with that people may not know, uh, includes Foxy Brown, Little Kim, Fat Joe, Proof, actually, and Most Def. He actually mentioned how Eminem, I think, was working with the group before he got on real big and I had, uh, introduced him to Proof. But I was definitely very surprised to hear that he had did work with Proof. But yeah, so those are just a few facts that I was able to find on Ski Beats. I'm annoyed because it was it was kind of hard to find some of this information. But, yeah, I'm going to pass it over to Gerard, and I look forward to, you know, educating our audience. Yeah, so I just want to show Ski B's love because he's a pioneer, and he's one of the hip-hop producers that doesn't get a lot of credit. Like, we credit Primo, we credit Timbaland and all of them. But he's really integral in Jay-Z's career moving forward. And like you said, he's from Greensboro, North Carolina. And he was discovered by a dude that he was influenced by, DJ Clark Kent. And he told Ski when he went to North Carolina that if you find a way to get to New, to New York, I'll sign you. I'll get you a record deal. So unbeknownst to Clark Kent, Ski eventually moved to NYC and he joined a rap group called Original Flavor where he was rapping and doing the beats for the, the group. And so that group was managed by Dame Dash. Dame Dash brought that group up to Atlantic Records to get a record deal and Ski Beats ran into Clark Kent again. 
He was like, you know, that's Ski. Like, I know him already. Like, I told you I was going to get you a record deal. So Clark Kent signed Original Flavor to Atlantic Records. At the same time, Dame Dash was, I mean, Clark Kent was trying to get Jay-Z signed. So Jay-Z introduced, I mean, Clark Kent introduced Jay-Z to Dame Dash, which is how Dame Dash and Jay-Z met. Mm. And so Jay-Z ended up working with Original Flavor. Um, I think their song, they did a song together called Can I Get Open? Hey, Street, can I get open? You know it. Hey, y'all, can I get open? And so when they did that song together, that's how their relationship started as far as the production. So Ski Beats, while he was working with Original Flavor, he also started working with a group called um, Camp Low and helped them produce their album, Uptown Saturday Night. While he was working on Uptown Saturday Night, Dame came back to Ski and was like, listen, Jay is working on his album. We got a distribution deal. I need you to do some beats on the album. And he started working with Jay on his debut album, Reasonable Doubt. <clears throat> Ski ended up producing all of Uptown Saturday Night, but he produced four singles on Reasonable Doubt, which are Dead Presidents, Feeling It, which was which was originally for Camp Low, but Jay heard the beat and stole it. <laughs> Politics <laughs> as usual and 22 Twos. <laughs> so after that newfound success for Jay's classic album and Uptown Saturday Night, he became in demand and people started wanting his beats. So he was producing for everybody, most dev, Talib Kweli, uh, Fat Joe on his Don Cartagena album. He produced the John Blaze album. Drew, Drew, I know, I mean, the John Blaze track. I know you heard of that one with Method Man. And, mm -hmm. Yep. So he produced that. And that was like in the mid 90s and stuff. So he was doing all of that as well as more albums with um, Camp Low, their last two albums. And also... Y'all will recognize him working with Currency. He met Currency, like you said, through Dame Dash. Dame Dash had a music collective called DD172. Currency was, I don't know if you want to say signed. Yeah, he's like affiliated. Say, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he was affiliated with that label. And Ski and Dame maintained their relationship. So that's where he um, ran into Currency. And he produced all but three tracks on Currency's Pilot Talk album. Mm -hmm. And majority of Pilot Talk 2 and 3. And so after that, while still working with Dame Dash, he started his own like I want to I'll call I'll call it a mixtape series called Twenty Four Hour Karate School, where yeah. he would make the beats. It was a it was an official album. Yeah, like, yeah. but it's like you know how DJ Clue like you got the artist. Yeah, and yeah. so it yeah. was kind of like that. Yeah, um, Twenty Four Hour Karate School, which became like popular in hip hop circles, and that he was um good with that. Like you say, he worked with Proof. He worked with Talib Kweli. He worked with Sporty Thieves, Tabby Bonnie, The Cool Kids, Angie Martinez, and others. So he did a lot since 1994. Dude, that's like, I didn't know about the currency. And then the the group that you mentioned, they're mentioned a lot whenever you look up Ski Beats. I forget their name. Uh, it's, it's a group of two artists. You just Camp put them Camp Yeah. Love. So. If, if you look up Ski Beats, you're going to see them literally everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of them actually before researching Ski Beats. So uh, I'll probably look into seeing if I can find some of their music to get familiar with it. But, yeah, I, I was I was very intrigued to see that. And he had no idea who uh, Currency was when he was introduced. Like He, he said when Dame introduced him, he's, Dame was like, yo, you know, this dude is kind of hot. You know, y'all should work together. And he was more so like, who is this dude? But – one thing that's cool about Ski Beats is like he doesn't he doesn't like make tracks and then like 
bring them to an artist like well ahead of when they get together to work like everything is almost created on the spot yeah. which i think is super dope like to to know all the classics he's been behind mm-hmm. like to like he said with currency like they just got into the uh into the studio currency really enjoyed some marvin Gaye type sounds so they got together and just kind of created this vibe but he had no clue who he was but he said out of you know the artists that he's worked with the coolest process probably was with currency because he had no idea who he was and seeing what they created. So that was really cool to see uh, when researching as well. Yeah. When he produces, like I saw, I showed y'all, I sent y'all a video in the group chat where he was making um, their presidents for Jay and like everything, like you said, everything, his tracks are tailor-made. So he always has you in mind when he's producing. It's never like, I'm going to make a whole bunch of beats and sell a bunch of beats. When yep. he's working with an artist, it's tailor-made for that artist. And so he, when he got the sample uh, for Jay, he was like, oh, Jay will fit on this. And then he thought, he was just like, oh, Nas, you know, I want the presidents to represent me, would sound good on this. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we, do, we doing this on purpose. He was like, this will fit in here. Like, so like, let's just do it and see how it works. There's so, two yeah. iconic beats now. Like, you can't yeah. go w- w- in hip hop and not hear those beats anywhere. Right. Like, exactly. everybody's tried to flow on them, do like freestyles on interviews over them. Just iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do remember also, he said when him and Currency got together, they ended up being in the studio. And it was one of those situations where they looked up and had like over 50 tracks together. And he said that's kind of how they came out with, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Pilot Talk 1 and mm-hmm. Pilot Talk 2. Mm-hmm. Were they released in the same year? Uh, in in year. A, I don't think the exact same year, but like yeah. within a year of each within other. Within a year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so because they had all those tracks laid out, like it, it didn't take a lot to put them together. And I thought it was dope that they came up with 50 tracks and I don't know the given time span. But yeah, he said essentially – the work they put in together, they end up creating the two track or the two projects together, mm-hmm. but they just literally were in their work and it looked up and had over 50 tracks. So that's yeah. kind of how that came about. He did the, he did the whole trilogy. Oh, God. Uh, my bad. I was saying he did, uh, he did pilot talk three as well. Yep. Yeah. So, and be yeah. like you said, I'm not surprised. Like he had to figure out how to produce music. Cause that's the story for a lot of Southern uh, rappers. Cause they can't find people that flow on their same tempo like the East Coast rappers don't make beats for them. The West Coast um, swing is a little different. So they have yeah. to find ways to make beats themselves. Because you can hear David Banner, you heard um, J. Cole. Like a lot of people say the same thing. Like, I got to make my own beats because mm-hmm. who else I'm going to get them from? Yeah. Plus, it keeps a lot of money in your pocket when you don't have, you know, another person you got to, you know, pay to, to create something for you when you're creating it for yourself. So yeah. that's always a silver lining for sure. Absolutely. So I just want to ask, kind of, what's some of y'all favorite Skeeby tracks? I know we've named, you know, classic Jay Z, but what's some of the other ones you guys really enjoy? Also, forgot he worked with, uh, oh, the guy that you, the the rapper that you guys said Jay Z said he would rap like if uh, being a conscious rapper was as successful. I live, quality. I live quality, yeah. 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 Yes, I didn't want to butcher his name, but I do remember <laughs> he worked with him as well. So, like I said, um, my favorite track of his is obviously Dead Presidents, but um, he produced, like, I didn't know he produced that Fat Joe record, John Blaze, and that's a fire record. So, like, yeah. like that, that's one of my favorites of his. Um, Lucini from Cap Low, that's a good one. 
Um, yeah, that's a great track. Yeah. Did he do uh, Cooley High as well? Yes, he did Cooley wow. High as well. That's yeah, so. like two other iconic beats. Uh, some more like like newer ones that I really liked uh, for the new school. Uh, I mean, now we're talking 12 years ago. Uh, Scaling the Building, which is from 24-Hour Karate School. And uh, Prowler 2 with Jay Electronica and Joel Ortiz. Yes, Prowler 2. Yeah. And Gene Gray. Gene Gray's yeah. on it, too. Man, I, I, even with all the information I learned, just hearing some of these tracks you guys are, are rattling off, I wasn't aware of them. Uh, I look forward to seeing if our listeners were aware of uh, any music or if they have any music that we forgot when it comes to ski beats. But yeah, we as one of those artists we continue to mention here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. So be able to get into it and, and the weeds a little bit. That's super dope. Like I just, I, I did reach out to him. Was hoping to try to get him on an interview. Didn't get a response, but fingers crossed. One of these days, be able to link up. That'd be dope. I'm sure he would have great stories to share, man. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, all we got to do is keep tagging him when we put this up on our Instagrams. Hopefully he'll see that we're showing appreciation to him and his contributions to hip hop, you know. And shout out to him for producing Sporty Thieves' uh, Cheapskate. You ain't getting nada because, you know, you don't get nothing from (laughs) We just want to say, too, we're doing these deep dives to give these people their flowers as well. Absolutely. We have to. It's important, man. We went through that stretch where a lot of popular at one point artists were passing away mm-hmm. and you know at funerals that's usually when you tend to hear you know the greatest or the the most complimentary stuff about you but you're not there to actually hear it so to be able to do that for people before that time comes i think is really dope and something as a society that we need to do way more than we do for sure and you don't need to be the most popular guy to be shown that yo your contribution was great like without you these people that are on the pedestal wouldn't be where they are today. Like, so he's appreciated. For sure, man. So anything else, fellas, y'all want to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, just uh, we mentioned on a podcast a few ago, Gerard mentioned that Uptown Saturday Night album uh, by Camp Low. If you have not checked that album out, because I am still playing it in rotation from like two months ago. I look forward to that, man. But yeah, shout out to Ski Beats, man, all the artists he's worked with, all the great music he's given to the culture. Um, and again, if you have any music that you know of, of his, that we didn't mention, please be sure to let us know. Um, but yeah, fellas, as we wrap, uh, Drew, what's our teaser for next week? Guys, I don't want you to be mad, but I don't know. Come on, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I have no idea. We, so, we've, we've done so many topics over the last few weeks that I have no idea what we have left. That's fair. That's fair. Kind of goes along with you not having an intro earlier. But, you know, we're just going to oh, Yeah, but I had the meat and potatoes, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, So let's see here. I mean, we did a deep dive this week, so we don't necessarily have to do that next week. Um, Maybe we could do an underrated rapper that, Ooh, yeah. you know – Maybe not a deep dive, but just doesn't get the love that they deserve. We'll do a couple. Um, we'll throw a few on our list. Yeah. Or we could do... Uh, Drake hasn't dropped, so we can't do the personal <laughs> top five. Can't do that. Well, have, uh, we should have new albums next week, too. True. It's uh, uh, Ben Staples, for sure. We'll talk ben about Staples, that. Yeah. So we have favorite TV shows, 
Maybe Ooh. we can talk about that next week. That's a that's a nice that's a nice change too. We got top video games. We could talk about that next week. Let's do some TV shows. Let's do TV. Yeah, TV shows. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do a lot of research this week. All all genres. What are your top five all time? Oh, let's do it. All hey, you and I have a yeah. lot of the same. We do. We do, and I won't tease any because we only have five, but I'm curious <laughs> to see if they align with what our listeners think. Oh, yeah. But I know my number one for sure off top, so I look forward to talking about that. We know Drew's don't have Martin on it, so. <laughs> that ain't even in my top 50. <laughs> but it's okay because I don't think you guys got Seinfeld. <laughs> I can promise you Seinfeld right. ain't in my top five. Exactly. So. I'll fuck with Seinfeld, but it wouldn't be top five. That always seems to be the debate, though. Like when someone brings up Martin, it's like, "Whoa!" It's, I mean, it's like Seinfeld. Like, it's not; they're completely different shows. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. But yeah, man. Until next time, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual, and y'all be easy. Peace. Take care. <laughs>